right, so here we are. It's our second episode. I think this one is scheduled to be of what we're calling Westcon Gab and Grow. And it's a short podcast that's going to help you get familiar with Westcon and make use of all the resources that are here for you. So today we're talking about getting involved on campus and we have two experts here. Um, the first is Dennis Lesko, who's the director for the Center of Student Involvement and Amy Shanks, who is the Associate Director for Recreation, Intramurals, and Sports. Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> Hello. It's a pleasure to be here. Yay. We're very glad to have you here, and I just want to dive right in because this is a really important thing, and coming at the start of the semester, a very important time for people to hear this kind of stuff. So let's start with a really easy question. Why should people get involved on campus? Well, um, <laughs> Dennis says in his best radio voice. Yes. <laughs> Get down in the lower timbre. <laughs> I, I, I hate boring people with statistics, but I think one <laughs> in particular that just screams um, the need to be said is that students that do not get involved within the first two weeks of their career at a university uh, are more likely to not be successful because they don't find that connection. They don't have a person to even go to, whether it's a roommate or an advisor, a teacher, a club member. So finding that connection in your new place is extremely important. Uh, and there are so many ways you can do it. It's not just what Amy and I do. Um, it's athletics. It's, you know, within your classes, study groups, I mean, anything that's offered on campus can be a connection for students. I w would agree with that. <laughs> and also, I think once you make that connection, then it opens up many more doors and opportunities and possibilities that you didn't even know exist. So one door opens another, mm -hmm. opens another, and mm -hmm. then off you go. Yeah. One of the things that that I'm really familiar with because I work in res life is that idea that, you know, for resident students, a lot of times this might be a fairly easy or a bit easier process for people, but it's really important for commuter students too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm wondering if you could talk just a little bit about how a commuter student manages that. A resident student's here. So, mm -hmm just out of that boredom sometimes they're yeah. off looking for something to do and they make a connection with somebody whereas if people are coming and going taking classes how do they get at that involvement thing what are some of the ways that they can do that it's it, it is very tempting to go to the parking garage as soon as your class is done uh, and go home and either you know binge watch something or, or study or something along those lines. Um, when I talk with parents, one of the things that I say, and I believe this, this is something that I've created, so I'm in the process of trademarking <laughs> it, um, is a reverse curfew. And I tell parents that if a student comes home before 9 p.m. to send them back out, they're not allowed in the house until 9 um, and even if it's studying in a lounge, that is different than studying in your bedroom. Mm -hmm. um, and that may also give you an opportunity to study with other people. Um, so that, you know, that's one thing. It's, it's something that you 
have to want to do. Um, and I mean, we know a commuter population is the majority of our students. Um, and it, it is very difficult for them. Um, even like going to the gym on campus or any of the workout spaces, that's that's a start to get that feeling of staying on campus and, and making it your home away from home, even as a commuter. Amy, do you guys do anything in rec that's specially aimed at commuter students or...? Um, it's not specifically directed towards commuters, mm -hmm. but our facilities are open from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m., Monday through Friday. So we try to hit those people that mm -hmm. are coming to campus that want to get a workout in before their classes start. Um, if they have a two- or three-hour break in between classes yeah. for a place to hang out and do things, we have the workout space, we have the shower facilities, we have the gym, um, group exercise classes that we offer, so things to fill time and obviously create connections and get to know people. If you have a late class and you want to work out afterwards to kind of unwind, um, go swimming in the pool, you know, <laughs> any of those things we have. Um, so I think the length of time that we're open caters to those commuters so then they can fit it into their schedule whenever it works. And so it's just making sure they know that the stuff is actually there. Right. I think because sometimes they're so used to just, like you said, parking garage to the class and, and back out. So making them aware. So hopefully some of them are going to get some of that. Yeah, from... avoid, avoid the urge to go to the car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> take a walk through the student center. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. take a walk through Berkshire Hall, which is where Rec's located. Um, or if you're on the west side, again, go through the campus center, walk mm -hmm. through O'Neill Center. And read the signs that are posted. Yeah. Look at the posters. <laughs> <laughs> see the dates. Follow us on social media. Because really, for us, that's where most of our things are posted and mm -hmm. we update regularly. So if you follow us, you'll get all the information. Great. Can you tell us what some of those are? Sure. Um, our, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook. Um, our Twitter handle is at WestConRec. Um, our Instagram is, we have two actually, one, our recreation page is at Westcon Rec, um, and we also have one for intramurals, so that's mm -hmm. at Westcon underscore intramurals. Um, our Snapchat is Western Rec underscore WCSU, and our Facebook page is Western Recreation. Um, sorry for the Western Westcon thing, <laughs> we've been switching over. <laughs> um, I would give you our website link. But I'm not sure where athletics is actually undergoing a okay. huge yep. website change. So yeah. I can update that in the future. But if you catch us on any one of these, then it'll mm -hmm. lead to more great stuff. So. <laughs> and Dennis? Um, we are on Instagram at CSI underscore Western. Um, and I believe it's the same for Twitter, but I'm, I'm not sure. We primarily maintain Instagram as our mm -hmm. communication. Uh, but you can also... Check us out at www.wcsu.edu backslash student life as one word, and that'll get you to everything as well. Great. Um, Dennis, can you talk some about some of the organizations that students can get involved in? And, you know, I know a lot of people know some of the big ones. They know student government and they know PAC, although this is a lot of new students might be mm -hmm. listening to this, so they might not know those. So, you know, could you talk about the opportunities people have? Yeah, we have um, 70 or so clubs and organizations on campus. And you mentioned the student government. 
Um, so any new students that were involved in their student government in high school, um, this is uh, the perfect place for you. If you loved that, it's, uh, it's much more uh, involved and the students have a voice on campus. So if that's something that you'd be really interested in, student government still has some Senate seats available. Uh, the Program Activities Council does all of the major programs on campus. Uh, they do around 10 programs uh, a month, um, which would include movies. Uh, they have a monthly bingo. Uh, they have giveaways and novelties that you can like make in the student center lobby and things of that such. Uh, and they're always looking for members. So if being behind the scenes of entertainment is something that you know, you'd be interested in or just to have fun um, and and getting involved on campus that's one another thing to do um, I always say the easiest way to get involved in a club is if you have a major there's a club affiliated with it right. so you know if you're a biology major then join the biology club um, a lot of our academic clubs go off to do some uh, amazing things in conferences. The American Marketing Association has won awards nationally. Yep. Um, and, and so that's a, a great opportunity for you to grow in your field. Um, and it's a club. Mm -hmm. um, so at our club's carnivals uh, in the fall and in the spring, all of our clubs are there. They're trying to get students to sign up and they're giving things away, food, t-shirts or candy, whatever, trying to get students to come in and, and join their club. So the other thing I say is if a student does not see anything out of the 70 clubs that they like, then they can come in to the Center for Student Involvement. I will ask, well, what are things that you like to do? And we will try to get other students to kind of bond with that interest and form a club. Every club on campus has been formed by students, uh, you know, not faculty or staff or right. it's, it's student driven. So that's so there's really no excuse at that point. Yeah. And we've seen a lot of those clubs come and go over mm -hmm. the years. So I know um, there's a gaming club that came about that way. Yes. And there's been a habitat club mm -hmm. and you know a lot of different things from very different perspectives of things too so oh yeah from a to z yeah. now you talked a little bit about clubs carnival and mm -hmm. this is probably going to air after clubs carnival so what if somebody missed that or didn't connect with the the group that they wanted to how do they go about kind of making that connection if they didn't get to that part of clubs carnival well, uh, two things. The first is they can come in to the Center for Student Involvement, located in the Student Center, room 227. <laughs> um, and our student staff will, will ask them the same questions um, and, you know, hand out some of our brochures. They'll also direct them to our website, and there is a full listing of all of the clubs. They can click on a club and either contact the person to get more information, um, so that's that's another uh, another way to go about, um, and that website I think is going to be revamped within the month of September to get okay. a lot more options um, in as far as contacting and searching and everything else. Great, 
Amy, you and I are going to be talking later today yes, to record it, but it's going to actually air a little later um, about your area in rec. But can you can you just talk briefly? You mentioned some of the things, but what are some of the opportunities people have from that recreation, club sports, you know, intramural area? Well, speaking from the club side of things, we do have a club for recreation. We call it Rec Council, um, and our tagline is hashtag get wrecked because mm-hmm. we want everybody to get out and do some recreation stuff. Um, you can participate in our events, or you could also be a member of the club. So as with PAC, um, we do a bunch of programs and events throughout the semester, and most of them are recreation-related. So we do some Friday night programming we call Rec After Dark. Um, it could either happen on campus or off. We go ice skating at the Danbury Ice mm-hmm. Arena. We go bowling in Brookfield. Um, we host a glow party on campus, so um, we do a bunch of things like that. We also have bigger events. Um, we do our own f- uh, run or die fun run mm-hmm. in October of, during homecoming. Um, we do the Trail of Torment, which is something new. It's a haunted trail over on the West Side campus that students can go through. Um, we have Oozeball, which for any of you that might follow UConn, where it originated, that's mud mm-hmm. volleyball. Uh, we <laughs> offer that twice a year. And we also do our own version of a Tough Mudder in mm-hmm. the spring, which is a huge event that usually attracts, you know, four to 500 people. Um, all of the events that we offer are free to students to participate. Yep. So from the club side, we're looking for people that are interested in creating these events, mm-hmm. programming, um, things like that, to join us, bring new ideas, things like that. Um, intramurals and club sports are for students that may have played a sport in high school but then come to college and don't necessarily want the commitment of a varsity team, right. but still want to be able to play the sport, be active, and have mm-hmm. fun. Um, so our f- club sport teams right now, we have ice hockey, men's rugby, women's rugby, cheerleading, and dance. And mm-hmm. all of those teams have tryouts, um, mm-hmm. but they're rolling tryouts. So if you happen to miss the initial tryout date, um, then they still are willing to um, see people and take people on as right. the season progresses. Um, intramurals is a little bit more laid back. That's just competition amongst mm-hmm. the students here on campus. So we do things like flag football, uh, co-ed volleyball, basketball, soccer, and softball are the kind of our five most popular ones. And again, people just get together, whether it's your hall, residence hall, somebody on your floor, friends from home, you know, whatever it is, you create a team and then it's just friendly competition amongst the others that are in the club for the coveted championship t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, t-shirts are always good. <laughs> always mm-hmm. good. Um, and again, just to reiterate what Dennis said, if there's something that you want that you don't see, we are more than willing to put it together for you. So you just have to come find one of us, mm-hmm. me in particular, Berkshire Hall, room 136, <laughs> um, and we can talk about it. So. Yeah. You guys both took one of my questions away from the end of the day. Um, One of the things that's kind of outside of clubs, but I think you could both maybe speak to it a little bit, is another way for students to get connected, and that's through working on campus. Mm -hmm. And I know both your offices have student employees, so can you just talk a little bit about that, maybe both from your own side of things and then just the, the impact of what working on campus can do for a student? Well, I uh, I employ several 
groups of students. Um, I had previously mentioned the, our student assistants at the, the front desk uh, in CSI, um, and they we may hire them without having any student activities background, um, but you know by the end of their first month, they are the experts in what's happening mm -hmm. on campus, um, and that helps us as well. I, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, because they also go out, you know, word of mouth advertising is is free. Um, and so that that helps us, but it really gets them involved. Um, I think everybody that works for us now is involved in a club somehow. Yeah. Um, so that that's great. Um, we also employ orientation leaders, and those are students that we hire and train. Um, and they become sort of the orientation ambassadors. They are mm -hmm. they are the uh, the front of our uh, network. They're the face. Yeah. They're the face. Yes. Thank you. They're the face <laughs> of orientation, and who are new students who may be listening now, um, who attended orientation, you know, know how valuable they are, mm -hmm. um, and so we'll be looking to start the hiring process again in, in around December. Um, but that is something, I mean, you're working on campus, you find a job, but you suddenly realize that you are now part of the process mm -hmm. of educating students on campus as a student. Um, and I know, you know, Campus and Student Centers also hires uh, a lot of students who are uh, trained as building managers, and I mean they're running the building after hours, pretty much. So it will get you places. Um, we have a, a student uh, office assistant who just graduated, and she got a job without even looking for one. She was going to do that, take the summer off, and then start <laughs> kind of looking around in yeah. in September. Uh, and so she's just started to apply and, and she got a job as an event planner um, and granted the employer was interested in her academic record and everything else, but they were fascinated by the experience that mm -hmm. she had gotten in our office and yeah. ultimately is what got her the job. And I think that's one of the missing links that we don't talk about sometimes is that a lot of people will join a club or an organization because they have an interest in it, you know, mm -hmm. and it's fun, you know, so they'll they'll join an intramural team, but then they join the rec club and they start getting, you know, more intensely into it. So you mm -hmm. get experience booking things or, you know, oh, creating yeah. advertising or budgeting for something and mm -hmm. all those things kind of tag in. I remember back when I was in school in the Dark Ages, you know, and and <laughs> those moments when you're like, oh my gosh, something that I learned in this class is really useful in this thing I'm doing outside of school. And then it all starts bouncing off each other and it's, you know, such a mm -hmm. great thing. And I don't know that we talk enough about that, you know, the benefits of yeah. that, that, yeah, you do it because it's fun and you get to meet and hang out with some really mm -hmm. great people and they become your friends forever sometimes yeah. and uh and yet you know you also get some really you know good solid 
business kind mm. of experiences too that the employers mm. are looking for yeah and you know it's it's invaluable i mean it's fun but then at the same time yes you are learning some some skills that you wouldn't have been able to learn you know in a classroom primarily for for recreation to go off of what dennis said i think we're probably one of the top five um student Mm -hmm. employers on campus and we just keep growing um i think it speaks to commuters again because of our hours that are open we actually have quite a few um, commuters that work with us Mm -hmm. and one actually said in our end of year interview that working for rec is what got him involved on campus and now he's involved in so many other things that he never would have even thought of Mm -hmm. unless he started working for us Um, we do a lot of after hours management so the students that work for Mm -hmm. us are either opening early in the morning or closing late at night they're there on weekends when there might not be professional staff available so um, we really rely on them to be responsible and, yeah. and dedicated and you know to be able to handle peer conflict that's a mm-hmm. huge one in yeah. rec yeah. you know having to manage space mm-hmm. and kick people out yeah. sorry to say <laughs> you Those know when they're supposed to leave yes. <laughs> well or even um, just so. even just in refereeing some kind mm-hmm. of things because we right. use some of your yeah. staff for that when right. we've done some of our programs is that having that outside person who can mm-hmm. kind of come in and go nope this is what happened let's get back to the game right. kind of thing so we so. have yeah we have officials we have scorekeepers we have fitness room attendants we have info desk people we have mm-hmm. lifeguards we have group exercise instructors mm-hmm. so if anyone out there listening is certified in any type of group exercise we would love to hear from you <laughs> um so again just another way to get students involved on campus and there are there are opportunities not just in the the places we've been talking about but the library yeah you know you can get a job working with our food service if that's Mm -hmm. an area that interests you most of the academic departments have need for student help Mm -hmm. a lot of the administrative offices iti my my daughter actually works there Mm -hmm. now um you know so there are places that you can go that are still of interest to you but that help you make those connections. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times places that you start with one job, but it can grow into something bigger too. So don't be afraid to go look for something to do that's not necessarily just a club, but you know, find ways to, to get that attachment too. Mm-hmm. Any last tips you want to leave as we, you know, get ready to wrap up? Um there are so many. <laughs> but I mean Again, if I were to choose one, I mean, I would, uh, I usually talk about my own story. I am also, well, I'm an alum from Western, um, or I'm sorry, WCSU. And, (laughs) yeah. Um, And when I was in high school, I went to work, you know, went home, did homework, went to school and and repeated. Um, And I made the decision when I came to WCSU that um, we, I was going to make that change, and I signed up for everything. I, you know, I, and back in the old days, we were getting mail. Yeah. And so I would always, <laughs> my mailbox in, in Litchfield Hall was always stuffed with flyers. Um, so I think you have to make that commitment. Um, you know, you can either be a, a student that is involved and connected and successful 
at anything you want to do at that point. Um, you know, or you can not get involved. And again, uh, commuters is important as it is, you know, just trying to main, not get that urge to leave from Whitehall to the Fifth Avenue yeah. garage because it's so close. And so, yeah, you gotta, you gotta go out another exit or you gotta, you know, you gotta make a commitment to stay on campus. Yeah. It's very important, especially within the first couple of weeks. Get that routine. I would agree. You know, say hi to people when you're walking past. <laughs> if there's somebody sitting at a table, you know, the cafeteria, sit down and have a conversation with them. Um, stay on campus, open your eyes, look around. Um, I, we actually have a, a student that graduated a couple years ago. Um, he was pretty heavily involved in, in rec. Um, I think he was a JLA major. But it was his idea to bring Oozball to campus. Mm -hmm. And then he was part of our first year of the Chuck's Mini Mutter that we yeah. did. And ironically enough, he participated in three of them. So by the time he graduated, he applied for Tough Mutter and actually was hired by the you know national organization and now is a pretty big person in that organization and travels all around the country setting up nice. you know their obstacles and stuff yeah. so i mean you have no idea mm -hmm. <laughs> when you first well, step in somewhere you have no yeah. idea where that road's going to go so. i think that's the thing too it's it's time when there's so much new that's open to you and that can be really scary but having that ability to just take a, an extra step and take mm -hmm. that risk because the payoff is is really great. Yeah, so. and and we're also I mean, we're not saying that you have to just go gangbusters right. and yeah. and I mean, one You got to be reasonable thing. too because yes, yes. you got to actually go to class. Yeah. And... Um, but one small thing will lead to another small thing and again, before you know it, I mean, you're graduating and you have so many more options that, you know, I'm going to go in and I'm going to be uh, you know, I'm going to take the police officer exam when I graduate with JLA, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're traveling the country, you know, setting up obstacles for Tough Mudder. So it's, you never know where that first step is going to take you. Well, thank you both for talking with us today on WestCon Gab and Grow. Thanks for um, having us. I'm glad that you were here to talk about this really important issue. Um, if anyone's listening and you have questions about what's going on, you can just give me an email at griffinm at wcsu.edu. And if you have ideas for things that you'd like to hear about but you haven't seen yet on the podcast, let me know about that too, and we'll see what we can do for you. Right. Thanks a lot. Thank, Thank you. Thank you.